everybody and welcome to Fifth Week, the podcast comic show where there's a million superheroes and none of the deaths matter. This week's show is going to be about just a comics review, a comic summary. We're going to go over the weekly comics that have come out for the week of June 27th. I'm going to be your host. My name is James. Uh, sitting beside me here is my lovely girlfriend, my better half, Sienna. Say hi to everyone. Hi. And uh, just as a brief summary, I'm the one that's read the comics. Sienna, how many comics have you read? Um, zero. Right. But... I tried. When did you try? Remember I... I bought that comic so we could read it together, <laughs> and we never read it. That's right. You, yeah, it was for a birthday or Christmas you bought that for me? I think it was for a birthday. Hmm. So I've tried, didn't. I've seen all the movies. Does that count? Or most of the movies? Yeah, you've seen a ton of movies. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the only ones we haven't seen are like Guardians and... Yeah, uh, I think that counts. You haven't seen Thor, like the big ones. No. Yeah. Last one was really good. But yeah. So you've pretty, you've, you, and I know you hear a lot of it about of what I talk about for comics. So you know fairly decent amount? I do. Yeah. Perfect. But the whole point of this, yeah, secondhand knowledge is the key. And the, the big point of the show is to be focused more to people that are kind of getting introduced to comics, people who haven't really read the comics, or maybe like you were introduced by the movies and were like, you know, I want to see what the books are all about, what that big hype is. And this week, we are going to be going over Thor. Uh, the Flash, and the recent story that's just started in Detective Comics. Uh, originally, we were going to go over Wonder Woman, uh, but there's not a good jumping on for that, so we would have had to... Yeah, I know she's your favorite, but there's not a good jumping on for her, and we'll go probably 51, which will be like three, four weeks from now. Okay. Yeah, and then another book that I was excited to do was Hal Jordan and Green Lanterns, but... They also didn't have a jumping point, but even worse, their book got canceled at number 50, but not for any bad reason. It's because they're starting a whole new story with Hal Jordan. Oh, and that's weird. Yeah, it happens a lot. So hmm. just a brief background of what's going on in comics. DC and, and Marvel are always kind of just revamping everything, and they're kind of just wanting to keep everything fresh. Uh, DC recently did a, it was, it's called Rebirth, but they basically just rebooted everything. They kind of meshed everything that all the old uh, diehard comic fans loved and what all the new people loved about the movies and things and kind of made it streamlined into one existing universe. Got it. And that was a couple years ago, like 2016. But now what they're doing is they're kind of doing a refresh on everything, on all the new books. So anyone that has a new books coming out is getting new artists. Um, or new artists, new writers, uh, starting new teams. They're just, just to keep everything fresh and keep things going. Marvel, on the other hand, has finally caught on to what DC was doing. And I know we talked about it a little bit, but Marvel switched over to try everything new and all different. And I think that's literally what their refresh, yeah. quote unquote, was mm -hmm. called. Um, but now they're going back to what this thing was called as Legacy, where they're trying to reintroduce all the old characters that everyone loved for the movies back into the mainstream, which is why we're doing Thor. Got it. Because I was really excited to get back to the original Thor, and not Jane Foster Thor, who was the Lady Thor, who was his previous girlfriend. Got it. Yeah, yeah. A lot of this is going to be taking it for face value. A lot of the history that's going to be, or I shouldn't even say history, a lot of the past books, you're just kind of have to just give me an A plus okay on that because you're going to have to take it at, at whatever it is. Got it. But that's kind of what's going on. So with Green Lantern getting a new, uh, new writer and new story, it's, it kind of, ha it doesn't happen a lot, but it happens more than you'd think. So 
they're getting a new writer and artist. It's, uh, I believe, it's switching from Venditti. I don't know what he's doing now, but I really liked his Green Lantern run. It's switching to Grant Morrison, who I absolutely love. And he hasn't written a monthly book for like five years or something, or even longer, maybe. Wow. Yeah. But he writes a lot of good books. So I'm really excited for that one. But we'll have to wait. I think number 50 for them comes out in a month or maybe longer. And the new one doesn't have a new date. So I'm sad because I love the Green Lanterns, but we're going to have to wait. Um, but I guess we can jump into the books for this week where we can talk about one of my favorites. And I know you know, you know a little bit about them is The Flash. Yay. So let's hear it. You want the short version or the long version? Because oh. we could talk <laughs> for about five hours just about what happened or what The Flash has done recently. So, Why don't you give us the short version? Sounds good. <laughs> short, really short history of what has happened in the past, like, mm, three years for The Flash. I told you that DC went through a rebirth. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it kind of happened because of The Flash. I know I've told you about a story uh, called Flashpoint, where he ran back in time and saved his mom. Mm-hmm. Okay. He did that. It set the world, like, completely backwards, and... DC did all these new stories. It was really dark. It was gritty. They reinvented a lot of people. And some people loved it. Some people didn't. But they got rid of all of it when they did the rebirth two years ago. Okay. Okay. Follow with me here. Barry's the original Flash. Yes. Okay. I know that. He died in the 80s. Okay. Okay. At that time, he had a sidekick, kind of like Robin, called Kid Flash. I knew that. Okay. His name was Wally West. Yes. He became the new Flash, okay? Uh-huh. And he was the new Flash forever, from, like, the 80s to, like, 2009 or something like that. So almost just as long as Barry was. Um, then they reintroduced Barry back as the Flash, which was a really good story, but they reintroduced him back as the Flash, and Wally kind of took a back seat and just kind of was... He was there, but he really didn't do much. Got it. Flashpoint happened where he saved his mom... Wally disappeared. He was not in comics anymore. They just did not talk about him. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, a lot of people were pissed. Yeah. A ton of people. Well, Rebirth was the whole getting everybody back, getting the old comics to love it again, the old or the new people getting in love with it again. They brought Wally back from the dead. Quote, unquote. Quote, dead. Unquote. He was stuck in the speed force, is what they said. Oh. He came back. It was a great reunion. However... There's big chunks of his memory that are missing with everybody. Hmm. Not just Wally, but a lot of the old characters that came back, they're missing. So like, there was an old Superman, he came back, he was missing chunks of his memory. Wally was missing chunks of his memory. They were all trying to get used to just the new life. Wally had like a wife that existed already in DC, but she didn't remember him. And like, it was really, it was awkward and sad because he was like trying, he's like, hey, I love you, like you're my wife. And she was like, I don't know who the hell you are. <laughs> You can get out of my face. So, unfortunately, Wally, I feel really bad for Wally because in these stories, like, ever since he's been reintroduced, he has gone through hell and back. He, like, got a pacemaker because, like, they went back in time and, like, what? messed with him. Yeah, and he couldn't, run f he couldn't run too fast for too long because if he did, he would die. But that's the whole point of the flash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't the best because they kind of just dumped it off and it just never happened again. It was like three issues and they were like, oh, well, that, maybe that wasn't the best idea. So 
and just toss it to the side. Who would have thought? Right? Yeah, that who would? Yeah, right. The story itself was good, but that one part that they changed was like, why did you do this? <laughs> and he's yeah, he's gone through so much. It's not even funny. He like his his uh, aunt Iris, who you know Barry's yeah. wife, girlfriend, and whatever you weren't reading it at the time was his best friend she didn't even remember him and he was like trying to reintroduce himself back to her but he just wasn't going well so kind of a quick thing of where we're at right now the event that's going on with the flash the reason i want to do this one first is because it's a really big event that's going that on. that was the short version that we didn't get into the short version <laughs> that was this that was this, i skipped over so many things that was the shortest version i could give perfect yes the event going on right now is flash war uh, Josh Williamson's the writer. Scott Collins, who used to write for The Flash back in the day, um, got together to do this Flash War. Another artist picks it up later. But basically, the whole tagline is Flash versus Flash. That's what the whole thing is going to be. And of course, everyone was like, well, they're best friends. They love each other. Like, how are they going to actually get into fighting? And this is, this, this is the start of Flash number 46, just to give everyone where we're at. The, the story for it is the road to Flash War. Um, but that gets us right into this, to the beginning of this one. We get a brief intro into Hunter Zolomon. That guy is the reverse flash for Wally, and his name is Professor Zoom, or what they're calling him in this one is just Zoom. Okay. Basically, his arch nemesis. He grew up as his best friend, worked in the police force with Wally uh, before turning into Professor Zoom. And his, his whole goal, his whole purpose of being a villain was to make Wally the best flash and the best hero that he could ever be. By doing that, or by how he thought he was doing that, was to cause as much grief and as much suffering as possible to Wally. So he became he would he became the reverse flash and he would like mess up what whatever Wally was doing. He would get in the way of his crimes. He went back and he I believe at one point he actually killed his wife. Ooh. And his whole point was every time he did any of these bad things or tried to take someone hostage or kill someone or do whatever, it was always because he was trying to make Wally a better person. Mm. Short and short, he's crazy. He's insane. But he's really smart, and he knows how to use the speed force, obviously. So it's really bad. To catch up with what Wally's doing, he is having these seizures from the missing gaps in his mind. They're calling them temporal. From the temporal energy that's going on, he's getting seizures of like sudden memories hitting him right away. Since he's starting to learn so much about, like, like he met Iris, and Iris has remembered who he was. He met with some of the old Teen Titans that he was with. They were remembering who he was. But this, like, as he's just kind of walking around day to day, these sudden just waves of just energy are hitting him. And he's remembering everything all at once way too quickly. So he's literally going into seizures. But, like, no one knows what's going on because they've never seen anything like it before. Um, but what's weird with that is he's, like, seen, like, different versions of people that he's like used to so he would see like glimpses of like superman but the old superman back hmm. from like the 80s 90s oh that's that's kind of cool so and it shows oh, that cool. like in the comics <laughs> yeah yeah like how the artwork so, is pretty cool yeah so the artwork is actually pretty interesting i have the books i'll show you really quick while i'm talking but he actually so he he used to be with cyborg who was one of his teammates a long time ago cyborg of course is like built out and decked out with all this super high-tech like technology mm -hmm. but he starts seeing them on that page there on the on your right so that's how that's how cyborg used to look back in the oh. day like when he first got created he was like this he wasn't as high-tech but he keeps getting these glimpses while everything's going on in real life how weird he's seen yeah he's seen basically like past versions of everybody which is just it, it's 
which which would be a scary for anybody to go through right especially for someone like that and on top of that wally's always really impatient because of course he's always used to doing everything as fast as possible uh so he, and he can't find a grip and barry can't find a grip on it barry is literally running around all of his friends and just trying to figure out test he goes to like martian manhunter is there anything he's a telepath so he's like is there anything you can tell going on with his head and he's like well something's wrong but i don't know what he talks to uh, Zatanna, who does sorcery, and she couldn't find anything wrong. Like, magically, there's nothing wrong. He goes a cyborg because he's good with all the technology and stuff, and he can't figure out anything that's going wrong. So, of course, he goes to his confidant, if you will, and someone who knows more about the issue than anybody else, really, is to the Batcave to talk to Batman. Because when you're in trouble, you obviously go to Batman. Um, but instead, he runs into Alfred. Batman's going through his own stuff right now, um, dealing with I think at the time that this one's going on, I want to say he's dealing with the wedding stuff, if not Deathstroke. So we'll get into that one next week. He's getting married? Alfred's getting married? Oh, Batman's oh, getting married. Oh, Batman's getting married. I'm sure Alfred's probably been married or has probably had mistresses <laughs> along the confused. line. No, Batman. But we'll get into that one next week. That one's cool, too. Got it. Because he's getting married to Catwoman. Yay! Yay. We like Catwoman. So he goes to Alfred, he, or he finds, he goes to Batman, I should say. But he goes to Alfred and he's like, where's Bruce? I need to talk to Bruce now. Like, I know. Oh, I know what he was doing. He was talking to or he's dealing with this stuff with Booster Gold that we're not going to get into next week. But that was insane. But we don't have to get into that. I'm at just going to be like, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a it was don't a crazy story. Booster Gold wants to give Batman a wedding gift and goes back in time and shows him what like basically like a flashpoint of his own. He saves his parents on purpose. And then Bruce Wayne's life is like amazing. And, like, he was trying to prove that it was really bad, but it wasn't really bad. It was, like, the best life he's ever had. And then Booster Gold has to, like, basically kill his, re-kill his parents and get Batman to the terrible life. Not terrible, but the life that he's in now and all this suffering. And he just hates Booster Gold for it. Yeah, it was, a, it was really good. That's the short version, if you want a really short version. <laughs> no, actually, that was a pretty good short version. <laughs> okay, so then I'm giving you the long one, and you're going to have to deal with it. <laughs> Good? Good. Great. Uh, so where were we? He was talking to Alfred, and he's just like, hey, like, just trying to figure out what's going on. Like, Wally's going through a lot of trouble. I don't know what, I don't know what to do. He doesn't know what to do. Like, we're both panicking. There's a really great scene um, with him and Alfred. Uh, Flash kind of just breaks the computer, the back computer, and just shatters it. And he's like, I'm just, I'm mad. I'm pissed off. I, I, don't, I just, I can't handle it anymore. And Alfred's like, look, like, if you want, we can go and talk about it upstairs and we can figure it out. And Flash was polite enough because he's Barry Allen that he put together all the glass pieces back onto the back computer after like seconds after breaking it before like talking to Alfred because of course he doesn't want to give Alfred any more work. And he has like this quick throwaway line of like, yeah, really thoughtful. And he, and even Alfred says that he's like, Barry was like, I'm sorry about that. I was just frustrated. And Alfred was like, please, like, you have no idea how many batterings I have to pick up on the regular. Like, there's just thousands of them that I pick up. But it was really nice to see Al- or Alfred help him out and Flash kind of not treat Wally as a kid, but kind of put that weight of responsibility as a kid. Just how does Bruce do it? Like, he, he, like how does he handle it so well? And basically, Alfred's answer is, well, he, he doesn't. He worries about him all the time. Which was nice, because you don't get always get those. Or get those kind of moments. Um, at the very end of the issue, we catch up back with Zoom um, and what he's doing right now. 
we find out that he was working originally with the Reverse Flash, who's Barry Allen's Reverse Flash. So Reverse Flash and Zoom, two separate people. I know they're similar, but two different ones. And they were working together, trying to build up this whole plan. We find out that um, Zoom has his own police force based on the rogues. Um, but it's set like way into the future, like year 3000 or something like that. Like, or maybe not that far, like really far in the future. Um, Reverse Flash actually runs off, uh, quits his plan with Zoom, says, forget you. I'm going to go take down Barry Allen on my own. I don't need you. You're crazy. Your plan's taking too long. Fortunately, in a whole different book, we won't have to go into that one at all. Uh, Reverse Flash dies. Again, part of the temporal energy stuff. Got it. So yeah. Reverse Flash dies. He dies twice, actually. But yeah. Oh. Yeah. So Reverse Flash buries Reverse Flash, dies uh, with actually in a fight with Batman and the Flash, but a whole uh, really hard tangent. Someone else kills him. We won't get into it. And then in a recent Flash story, he goes into the. F- he takes Iris into the future, and then he dies because Iris kills him. Actually, that's really important. So here you go. Wait, side note, do the Flash and Batman fight a lot together? No, which was really good. Just recently? They they put out a book that was like maybe four issues long, three issues long, where Batman and the Flash work together, which is my dream book, not only because they're my favorite (laughs) people in the DC universe, but because they're both scientists. Like, Batman got all of his, like, he's like a huge forensic scientist, he's a detective, he's always about... The science and how everything works. Barry Allen's a forensic science scientist, like for his daily job, and like their thinking is the same, and like they're kind of the same person. If if Batman's parents were alive, he would have been Barry Allen, and if Barry Allen were to have both of his parents die, he probably would have been Batman. Oh, that's a weird thing. Like to a weird way to think digest, about it. You know? Yeah, yeah. But I would love to see them work together more often because when they do, it's always great. Of course, Batman kind of, they, they don't look at each other like a father-son type of thing, but like flashes are like the really the lighter side. Batman's always like, right. the, oh, Batman. Very know? dark. Yeah, very Ooh, just serious. And, yeah, yeah. They, they have a lot of good moments whenever them, just them two together, regardless of who else is with them. Um, but yeah. The, what happened there? Zoom ran off, he died. Um, or sorry, Reverse Flash ran off and died. Zoom is there, left alone. He sees, and since he's so far in the future, everything else happening is a history. Don't gotta worry about that. But uh, Zoom understands that that if we're, if the Flashes are gonna refuse to become the best heroes that they can be on their own, then or by listening to him and to their plans, Zoom's gonna go back and set them into war. So that's where the whole thing comes together, and now it's Flash War. So issue forty-seven here with uh, again written by Josh Williamson. Uh, except the artwork this time is by Howard Porter. This is, has nothing to do with the book, but Howard Porter writes the or has the best face um, facial expressions ever in comics, because there's sometimes they're just so absurd. So that so, so do they always do like like close up. Like look at that. Like we're the middle one where Flash is there in the middle. Oh yeah. He's like centered, but his face his facial expressions are always so wonky that I just love it. Um, so it starts off with a little tease of what's coming forward. Or what's going to happen in the future. It's a quick glimpse. Wally and Barry are in the middle of the desert. Um, they're just arguing, kind of going back and forth at super speed. Uh, Wally, it, it cuts out of it, actually with Wally yelling that he's going to make sure that Barry never runs again. We don't know what's going on with it, but kind of a big deal. So then, cut back out. Beginning of the story. Uh, Wallace. Okay, it's going to get confusing. Wallace and Iris. Iris is 
Barry's uh, significant other. Mm-hmm. Wallace. And the time... You should I... just, like, quiz me on these names and, like, see... So, okay, so there's two Wallies. How well I How well do. you retain this at the end? We will definitely do that. <laughs> so we're going to do a quiz at we'll, the end. We'll do a small quiz at the end just for you. And just not. for everyone else at home if they want to play. <laughs> uh, Wallace. I'm calling him Wallace. His name's also Wally. Uh-huh. So in the time where, uh, during Flashpoint, when New 52 was going on, Wally West, the OG Wally West, disappeared, right? He was gone. They reinvented the character Wally West as Wally West. This time, however, he was Iris's uh, nephew, just like before. But he was, I believe, half African-American, half Mexican, if not just African-American and white. I don't remember. But... He kind of got into a little bit of trouble. He didn't really have a good upbringing. His, his dad, who he thought was his uncle, um, became the reverse Flash during this storm. It's, it's a long story. Uh, he becomes his reverse Flash, so not Barry's, but he fights Barry, but he's, he becomes like Wallace's reverse Flash. Wally, during the storm, gets hit basically by the Speed Force, like a bolt of lightning by the Speed Force, which is how Barry and Wally got their powers. So Wallace becomes the new Kid Flash. Okay. Okay? But since the writers and some people, I shouldn't say some people, he was a loved character, and a lot of people liked him. A lot of people didn't like him originally, how they were doing everything, but eventually people started to grow to him. Um, They kept him around. So there's two Wally Wests. (laughs) Two nephews (laughs) from two different timelines that now exist in one timeline. Why do... People in comics do that. Like, I don't know. I just... They, well, okay. It's confusing. I know. I can answer that really quickly. Because the name carries a lot of weight, but they want something new. That's the whole reason why. It's all money. Because if I tell somebody that Wally West is coming back, they're going to be like, that's amazing. If they've read comics before, they're like, that's awesome. And then for the new people that are trying to get into it, it's, hey, it's a new Wally West. It's fun and original for everybody. Oh, but then it'd be just but then it's, confusing for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yes, a hundred percent. And we haven't even gotten into the story yet. Oh, I thought... should... no, no, no! This this is all background. Complete I thought background. this was part of the story. Okay, let's start kind the story. Of. Well, we we okay. So Wallace and Iris, <laughs> Wallace and Iris. I'm gonna call him Wallace. So Wallace is okay. the newer Wally West. Got it. Wally, we'll call him Wally. Okay. Uh, Wallace and Iris are just sitting there talking about, of course about Wally and Barry because the book's about Wally and Barry. So they're sitting there talking about him while they're fixing up a motorcycle. Uh, the guys just randomly show up at just super speed after just a, seems like a, some sort of tidal wave or something they fought on the, sh- on the coast of the city. When they're talking about it, they're kind of, you can tell the tensions are kind of already high with Barry and Wally. Don't really know what's up, but they're just still frustrated over all the Caesars and things going on. Uh, Wally gets hit with a really big temporal wave. So a really big seizure happens. And once he's starting to come out of it, he's like his there's like lightning coming out of his eyes and he's like, yo, something's coming. Something is here like now. And at that moment, the police force that Zoom got or that we got introduced to last or last uh, issue pop out. They're called the Renegades. They introduce themselves and they're looking to arrest Iris. They're looking to arrest Iris because under what they've been informed is that Iris went to the future and killed the reverse flash. Which is true, but it was all because she was held hostage by the reverse flash and was acting in self-defense. But they don't know that. 
Okay. So they're they're basically acting on an arrest warrant from the future. Okay. So not that bad, right? Yeah. Following, okay. following. And uh, what's funny, just a complete side note from it, they are all based on the rogue grant, uh, the rogues gallery that Flash has. So like you know Captain Cold. No. No. Okay. One of Flash's biggest enemies are the rogues, and they're like the most down to earth villains you'll ever meet. Like they meet up in a bar like for happy hour and that's when they make their plans but they're all like probably like 40 30s to late 40s like age so they're all taking like dietary pills and then like some of them don't drink because like they have like a seltzer issue <laughs> so type lame. of deal they're yeah they're and they're not lame but they're just so blue collar like they don't even care about robbing like doing big I'll, things usually i'll call them lame sure they're yeah they're lame they're they're born they're the boring superhero or villains when boring. compared to yeah, other that's ones a good word but they're all the names are of course play on words the new or the new police rogues that are coming back the renegades commander cold golden guardian weather warlock 2 or no no weather warlock heatstroke mirror monarch 2 and they're now police, and it's all based on a mockery from Zoom, basically, that, oh, the renegades are going to be the one to catch you, and basically the rogues, and just for his fun and games. Um, right from the bat, the disagreements between Barry and Wally are just immediately take off. Uh, Barry wants to try to talk them down and just kind of say, like, hey, like, what's going on? We can figure this out. It's all a big misunderstanding. Uh, Wally just immediately grabs Iris and takes off, just grabs her and runs away. Iris is yelling at Wally about, hey, we never back down from a fight. Whenever a fight, like, comes up or there's trouble, we don't run away, we take it head on. So, of course, they stop. Fight starts. Probably not the best, but it happens. Yeah. Um, but it happens. Yeah, you know, whatevs. And then uh, very, uh, there was, oh, uh, Golden Glider, we find out she's a Yellow Lantern. Um, so there's Green Lantern, Yellow Lantern. I know kind of that. We've talked about that before. Okay. Uh, yellow Lantern's are really powerful um i want you to see the artwork though because it is beautiful um the color on this is insane for how the yellow really stands out fighting against them um but yeah so they make and if you notice on those pages it's each of the reverse flashes for each character so zoom is one of them reverse flash is one of them and then wallace's dad is one of them and they start this fight um, with them because, of course, they stopped running. Um, there's a, basically, the, the whole fight scene, there's just a ton of fists flying everywhere, a lot of speed force. But the entire time is focused on um, the arguments going on between Wally and Barry. That's the big focus on it, even though there's, of course, these beautiful artwork and fighting in the background. Um, That's crazy. The yellow and the... The red together, like on the next page, it's, like that. it sticks out just beautifully to the eye. Yeah, it's so crazy. Yeah, it's really crazy to see. I I believe Hi-Fi was the illustrator or the inker and colorist for everything. Porter drew everything, and then Hi-Fi was a group, and they did everything. Very pretty. Yeah, and uh, they start fighting, and they're just figuring out basically who is who is the good guys. Because, of course, Barry and them think they're the good guys. And, of course, a police force from the future is going to think they're the good guys. Wally and Barry continue arguing. Iris eventually takes Commander Cole and is just like, hey, let's, I'm not going to fight you. I don't have any powers. Let's, let's just talk for, like, two seconds. And basically clears everything up in, like, five seconds. How it should have been at the beginning. Because it's been like, hey, like, this so is... So they had a... this whole fight scene for nothing, basically. Uh, kind of. Okay, yeah, cool. kind of. But it was cool. It was beautiful, right? <laughs> and uh, so they, so she explains, like, hey, like... 
we need we need to get him some help because currently what's going on is Wally's having these seizures and he needs help because there's nobody else that knows what's going on. And Captain Commander Cold's like, oh, he's what he's having is temporal seizures. Like, we're used to this. We've never seen him on this level, but we're used to this. And he's like, look, since we're all good guys here, let's all come along. I'm going to take Iris to the future so we can prosecute her. And Barry and them are like, no, 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 no. We're going to go with you because this is obviously all wrong. So they're like, whatever. You're all coming with me. We're going to figure this out. We'll help out Wally in exchange for that. They take off in basically like a just like a time portal. They take off. Everything goes according to plan, except Wally does not end up with the gang. Wally West ends up literally at the footsteps of Zoom. Dun 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 dun. dun. And that's how, that's where that issue ends. But, of course, that's but where we figure I would out end. why or what's going to be the driving force for Wally not turning evil, but what's going to start the war, quote unquote. Right. Zoom tells him that he's going to save his family and his kids because they're trapped in the Speed Force. Wally. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, more. Yeah, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Wally, there is missing speedsters besides Wally. Barry has a kid, or a grandson, I'm sorry. Oh. Named, <laughs> named Bart. He is a, he's really cool. Uh, he's from the future and comes back. Um, basically to be a hero with Barry and them. He hasn't shown up since I don't know how long. He hasn't been around for a while. Max Mercury was another speedster. He trained Bart. He hasn't been around for a while. The big thing, though, is Wally has twins. Wally has these two kids that are speedsters as well, Iray and Jai. There's speedsters everywhere. Yeah, well, I mean, there is kids, right? Barry has, I I think Barry either has twins or triplets, and they're also all speedsters. (laughs) They have a, there's a million speedsters, but there's a, they're all somewhat in some sort of way related or no Barry. Could you imagine if they were running away from you and you had to try to catch them? And I, that happens in Wally and then we'll always have to catch up with them. And then like a lot of what they have to do is like getting them into line because it's like ADHD on like 100 because they're like all speedsters and they think and see everything and so it's just it's it's chaos he has a really hard time raising these kids actually but as soon as zoom says that it a motor kind of turns in wally and he's like oh my god my kids like i had kids like me and linda his wife that doesn't recognize him anymore they have kids and that's where that issue ends 48 now carrying along we'll try to pick up a little pace on this uh it's a flashback what you're talking about with wally and his kids uh wally remembers that whenever he had too much energy and couldn't burn it off barry would just run around with him like in a track or wherever and he has his kids iris and jai on a track and he says look he says, we're just going to run around so we're going to burn off some energy and it's a nice little touching moment because it's what barry used to do with him he's carrying it on to his kids so a little flashback to that just to show that wally's remembering everything now Wally, of course, right away isn't buying what Zoom's selling because he recognizes the reverse flash, but he is remembering his kids. Wally punches Zoom just straight up after they're kind of talking and chit-chatting, which triggers like an influx of just memories all about Zoom. So now he knows full well that Zoom is like his worst enemy, that he's tried to kill his wife. Everything that he's done, they used to be best friends. He just, he, everything comes back. And he also remains, or also uh, finds out that Zoom has lost everything. Zoom is like, I, I've literally lost everything. I don't have my powers anymore. I'm not a speedster. Like, my life is in shambles. Like, 
It is all terrible. But we can return everything that is taken from me and from you. We can get it back. Meanwhile, while this is going on, Barry and the gang, Iris, Wallace, and the Renegades, are all sitting there trying to figure out what in the world happened to Wally West and where he ended up. After viewing some security tapes in the meantime, Commander Cold uh, realizes that, oh, Iris is a good person. She can go free because everything on the attack on Zoom and killing him, or on Reverse Flash, was all in self-defense. And then the Commander and the Renegades are like, but why would zoom send us on this goose chase if he saw these tapes like he should have seen these security files and tapes when he was looking at them so fishy right Ooh. commander cold puts two and two together sketchy sperry and commander cold puts two and two together and is like wait a minute i know exactly where wally's at. wally's at barry of course is like well we're coming along because we got to figure out what in the world is happening he was like uh he said we well, got to figure out what's going on he says i'm coming with you he completely wrecks the entire renegades after like the, they've had that fight in the last issue that kind of like took forever because they were arguing barry says like yo i'm not holding back anymore takes all of them out in like a half a second and he's like i'm coming with you whether you like it or not and commander cold's like okay 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 after seeing that like let's just do that in typical comic fashion we jump over to what zooman is doing now with wally um, he places all the blame, for the most part, on Barry because of what happened in Flashpoint. What happened with Flashpoint? Lost his memories, the chunks, everything. Yeah, yeah. Blah, 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 blah. And he tells Wally that the Speed Force must be destroyed because his kids are currently trapped in there and everything else is trapped in there just like him. Wally's starting to get a... Kind of, kind of starting to believe him. You can tell that he's kind of like... Not, not 100% following what he's, what he's... Or not taking in everything and just on his side now, but he's for sure like, you're kind of making sense because that's exactly happened to me. And I don't know what else it's done to other people. At that moment, Barry shows up and again starts all with arguing with Wally about how it's crazy to trust anybody who's wearing yellow because all of their villains are yellow and all of their arch nemesis are yellow. But Wally just starts to defend Zoom because he's like, you're just making this rash decision. You have no idea what I've been through what I'm going through, like, I know that you did Flashpoint and you felt bad about it, but, like, my kids are alive and they're like, we need to save them. He explains the kids, trying to just teach, or trying to uh, spark something in Barry that he would remember. Barry doesn't remember at all. Iris remembers them, which doesn't help anything because now it's just making Wally more like, see, like, this is what I'm talking about. There's people, like, my kids are in there. Um, so nobody knows these kids? Wally and Iris do, and Zoom. So there's three people that know that or remember these kids existed. Zoom is saying that they that they're in the Speed Force trapped. Got it. Yeah. Wally's yeah, yeah. believing it. Iris just remembered the kids that they existed. We used to go. They, she's like, oh yeah, I remember them. Like we used to, I used to babysit. They were always a pain, but I loved them so much. And like, uh, I I think she's she says like Jai used to look like you so much, and like she used to be just like mom. And, yeah, yeah, it was. So she remembers everything now, which, again, it doesn't help anything because Wally's like, oh, my God, like, you remember my kids? And Barry's like, I don't know what's going on. Right. And it's, it's yeah. So. It's um, a hot mess. Yeah. And that was what's going on with that. Uh, before that, Wally takes off, just runs off because he decides at that moment that he's going to break the speed force, basically. Barry follows him. Um, he puts Commander uh, Cold in charge of both Wallace and Iris. And remember, they're in the future. 
Zoom grabs like this magical hammer where I don't even know what it does, but he just slams it on the ground and takes off. Sure, he disappeared. Uh, at that moment, as soon as both of them are gone and Wally runs off, they run to the pastor, basically just running. Everything around them in the future literally disappears into white. And nothing exists anymore. So we have no idea what happened to Iris and Wallace and Commander Cole. What? They just disappeared? The future legitimately just, like, vanishes, like, all around them. Like, the last part of it is literally looks like color just falling out of a page. That's weird. Yeah, and there is nothing else around them. And, of course, they'll lead something back into that of what's going on. Um, but they cut back to Wally and Barry, who are running back to where we were on 40, or issue 47. Where, uh, do you remember where they were fighting in the des- the desert? And he's like, "I'm gonna make sure that you never run again." Uh-huh. So they cut back to that. They're arguing. Uh, there's a really touching moment where both of them are starting to remember, or not starting, but they remember like some of the best moments they've had, like where Wally came back and Barry training Wally and making him like the Flash that he was, or helping him become the Flash that he was. And then he takes off running, and Barry's like, "I'm gonna stop you." And that. The, the big dun-dun-dun is Wally decided to break the Speed Force. That's now his goal. So, luckily we won't have to do this every week because that's a long backtracking to get to the current issue, but... Wait, we haven't even talked about the current one? Not the most up-to-date. Oh that was, my god. Because if we don't talk about any of those, this one will not make any sense. Do you see why I don't read comics? I'm just kidding. Because they're great? <laughs> I'm just kidding. So... Part three, probably the best issue thus far of the Flash War. Because everything, before that, you can really consider those the lead up to everything. Because they haven't, they haven't warred. That was a word, fought, warred yet. This is the ah. issue where they're, like, in the war. Like, it is now 100%. Immediately opens up to hell is breaking loose everywhere. Everything is going wrong. With how fast and Barry and Wally are running, they're just circling the Earth. And they're causing, like, tidal waves. They're causing, like, earthquakes. There's, like, just tornadoes and That's stuff. That's crazy. Everything, the, like, the sky is splitting like it's bad. Because they were just both just full power, full-fledged. Suicide Squad. You know Amanda Waller? Yes, the bad, the bad girl, right? Kind of. The evil, the evil lady? Uh, not exactly. Oh. Amanda Waller's the one who's in control of the Suicide Squad. She's yeah, the one yeah, that puts yeah. the bombs. But okay. remember, they don't like her, right? Yeah, they, yeah, they no one likes her. her. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what she's, I meant. Yeah, she's technically... See, I knew who she was. She's she technically... No, she's technically a good person, but she is... She's bad. Exactly, because okay. they all... Anyways. Yeah, yeah, no, you're, you're right. And, and also, Steve Trevor... You yeah. know him from Wonder Woman? Yes. He's Chris Pine? Yes. Yes. So Steve Trevor is basically, in, in the world of comics, he's Captain America without the powers. Okay. Short summary. Got it. Amanda Waller is Amanda Waller. Yep. Okay. They're working together because they both work for the government. And they're like, yo, we need to stop these guys because they are just destroying everything. What are they going to stop them with? Like 30 tanks. Why? I don't know. Sure, these <laughs> people run in time, run backwards in time, and thirty tanks will yeah, stop. Yeah, thirty tanks is what not is going to take. Not twenty-nine. No, no, no. Not 30. thirty-one. Okay, 30. the thirty might be my own number, but it was a lot. <laughs> and so they like have them set up, which is really funny, like in just the middle of like nowhere, and all of a sudden, like 
they're like, okay, like Steve Trevor's like calculating, like, okay, they're, they're, they're the fastest things moving in the world right now. They're moving around the earth. They should cross this path now. And then like, as soon as it happens, there's a blur of just Wally and Barry running by both of them and they dismantle all the tanks. They take all the guns off, all the, everything on the top in a matter of like a like second. Yeah. yeah. And then there's just bolts flying everywhere and they all fall. And Waller and, and Steve Trevor are left literally just like, well, we did everything we could do. So um, <laughs> Time to go somebody home. call. He's like, Steve, you are the people. You have connections because uh, his love interest is Wonder Woman. So like, you got connections. Make a call. We need, we need action like now. So we get glimpses. We get little funny glimpses of like other superheroes dealing with what's going on. Like Hawkman is um, like in the middle, I think, of the ocean. And there's like a huge tidal wave going on. Uh, Swamp Thing and Zatanna are like dealing with the green, which don't worry about that. Just bad stuff. Adam is shrunk really down, really small, and the microverse is even like it's it's bad everywhere on every level you can think of. They even go to New Genesis. We won't talk about them, but that's basically like heaven. Um, okay. and there's gods there, and they're even feeling it. Like this is reaching every sort of level that you can that's think crazy. of. Yeah, it's bad. Of course, Steve calls the Justice League because. Wonder Woman. And he also calls the Titans, who's Wally West's team. So he calls them there, and they're like, we need to stop them. And they're like, yo, we're well aware of the situation. Like, calm down. You, you guys can't do anything. Kind of push them to the side. So all these people make an appearance in the comic? Real briefly, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not, it's not like a focus. It's like maybe a page oh, or two. Oh, okay, okay. That, that was a really long description for like a page. <laughs> uh, Superman uh, was like... Kind of cocky, not cocky, but was kind of like, I'll catch up to him. I'll, I'll talk him out of it. Like, I'll talk him down because he's Superman, right? Flies, takes off running. I don't think he gets within like, I think he like at one point gets like a, a yell in where it sounds like a whisper to them for like how fast they're running, but doesn't even come close to catching them. So they're like, too fast, way too fast, which is great because I always love when they prove how fast the flashes really are. Because at any day of the week, they're beating Superman in orbits, <laughs> but they never always show that. Depending on the book. If it's Superman's book, he's beating the Flashes. If the Flash's book, they're destroying everybody. Which is how it should be. So, but then what is it really then? Uh, it's the Flash. <laughs> it's for we sure won't get into it. We won't get into that. Because we've nother had this discussion before. It's a whole other episode and you know how passionate I get about that. <laughs> uh, Green Lantern decides to build like a giant wall on the edge of like... It, it, it's Dinosaur Island is what it is. But he builds this giant wall of green... Uh, they're all Green Lantern logos, and he's like, I'm going to stop them with this really big wall. And Batman and them are like, uh, isn't that going to kill them if they run into a wall at like full speed? And he's like, no. He says, I've, Barry has told me enough flashbacks. I know what frequency vibrates at. I'm going to vibrate it at this frequency, and they're, they're just going to slow down. So they're like, all right, whatever, science. They run into it without any problem and just destroy it. This almost breaks his ring off, and they're like, we can't stop these guys. Like, I don't know what's going on. So... In the meantime, between them running, they're just literally circling the earth. They're just arguing constantly. Wally, of course, is upset about his kids possibly being alive in the Speed Force. He's mad, too, that uh, Barry doesn't trust him. Or he feels that Barry doesn't trust him. Because Barry's done this before. He did it without Wally. Never consulted him. He's gone back to the past. He's changed things. He found out that these temporal energies were kind of loose in the world. But he didn't tell Wally about it, even though he was going through it. But he wanted to keep it close to the chest with Batman, where that other issue where they teamed up. Dang, all the superheroes are in this one. 
Oh yeah, I'm telling you, this is a really big event, and it's been it's this this issue kind of pushes all of it forward. But he, he's he's just kind of mad, and again, like I was telling you, Wally's just been put through. Just they kind of refresh everything that Wally's been through, which is just a lot. Fun fact that happens because a lot of people argue about this. Wally's faster than Barry. Wally wasn't trying his fully heart was wasn't trying his full heartedness, and time. kind of like says like you know what I'm gonna take it to a hundred, and literally gets like probably like three bodies in front of Barry but starts like almost looks like he's disintegrating like he's almost like turning into lightning and Barry's like Wally I can't catch up to you like stop you need to stop running like and you can tell like there's actual panic where he's like you need to stop running because this is oh, come really, on, Barry. You need really to, bad you need to there's a good reason though, go to the gym or <laughs> do something <laughs> when you're running at like god knows mock speeds he's it's I don't know I don't know if a couple uh, squats are gonna help you out there <laughs> or a couple hundred yard dashes there's a good reason why he's faster though we won't get into that either, but there's a really good reason why he's faster. And they've always hinted that he's faster, but they've never confirmed it, I don't think, really, until now, which is cool. Interesting. Um, but while he breaks off, kind of turns into this lightning, and a huge explosion happens. It's this really big explosion that breaks the speed force. So they think. So they end up in the middle of Central City, where they, where they fight crime. They're standing there in the middle. There's like a huge rut of where they've constantly been running, running, and over. Uh, except they didn't break the speed force. They, all the Justice League shows up, and literally their necks snap. What? Yeah. They all show up, and they're like, what's going on? And they're like, and he's like, oh, like me and, me and Barry, or me and Wally were just arguing. Like, what's, what's going on? Like, and they like look in the sky, and it's like splitting in half. Like, it's like all purple and yellow and just breaking. And then at like in a second... Everyone's neck snaps except Barry's and Wally's. At least that's what it looks like. I don't know if it was like maybe an arm for everybody and they all just passed out, but it literally looks like all their necks just snap. The zoom uh, tricked them into breaking the force barrier. So not the speed force, every force. And this is really interesting because they've only ever dealt with the speed force. But now with this book, they're confirming that there's a whole bunch of forces at play. I, dun, dun, dun. I set that whole up. I set that entire story up to say that line because that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he what and what's even more messed up from Zoom. He teased everyone being alive for like half a second so they could see everyone's neck break, which is really messed up. <laughs> but that's why they saw it like Bob's that. That's really dark. Yeah. Um, so of course Zoom lied, because of course he did. He has no idea where the kids are. He knows obviously they existed. God knows where they're at just lied to his face and was like i needed you guys i needed both of you not just wally i needed both of you to run so fast that you broke the force barrier that way i can gain access to all the forces and i can kill you because you guys were never the hero you were supposed to be and on top of that i'm gonna be the flash now and dresses up as the flash with the old school barry costume that he has so now there's three flashes technically and his plan now is he's going to kill them because yeah because because yeah. he's crazy and he they were never the heroes that they should have he been can. and also poor batman he's dead his neck dies wally and barry are Wait, like i missed that point batman's dead every every justice league person that we just mentioned their neck snapped Dang. and he uses batman was I don't poor Batman. Zoom uses him as a body shield oh. for like one of like they're like uh, just a uh, he lets like a wind funnel with his hand, and Batman flies off to God knows where. 
but he's dead. And it's like, oh, come on, why do you got to do that? It was funny, but it was like, oh, man. And uh, so we find out that at least they confirm uh, two other forces. So there's the Speed Force, which is Barry and Molly were running really fast. There's the Sage Force, what they introduce, where they can control minds, it looks like, or get in someone's head. And there's a Strength Force, which is strength. Shocker. And, what yeah. That, I guess? And that's the dun-dun-dun. That is the whole thing. That's where we're at with Flash War. It's insane. It's bonkers. We're all caught up with Flash? We're all caught it? up with Flash. Yay! Oh, you know, I'm tired now no. myself. That's, yeah, a lot of running, right? But it's been a great book. It has been fantastic. Are you ready to do more? Ooh. I'm taking that as a yes. We're doing more. Yeah, we'll take a we'll take a short break though before we do the next one. Okay? I think that you like, uh, or at least a character that you like. You like Thor, right? I mean, I've never really gotten into him. Okay. Probably because so, I've never watched the movies, and yeah, you don't talk true. about him. That's true. So, okay, so two things with that. One, I'm going to preface this where I have not read a Thor book in I don't know how long. I've read stories of Thor. I know things that have happened to Thor. I've read books where Thor's in them, but I've never read a Thor ongoing book. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I'm, yeah. I really, but I was, like, both of us really can't say we, I mean, we like Thor, but like, yeah. you know what you know We've what never I'm got the say. full Thor experience. Yeah, exactly. I've seen the movies at least. Um, I was really excited for this Thor because it was a kind of a return back to the original Thor. Uh, it's by Jason Aaron, um, is the author. And he has written Thor for like the past like five years, all the different Thors, and they've all been really good. So I was really excited. Cool. Yeah. There are some things though that we might have to backtrack a little bit on, and I'm going to do as best as I can because I don't know everything. So I'm a big DC guy. We're stretching just gonna... our legs. Yeah, we're just going to take yes. it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to take <laughs> it just a full head of steam, smile on our face, and yeah. So, right off the bat, though, what do you know about Thor? Um, he has a hammer. Okay. <laughs> Greek mythology. The Norse. Oh, okay. So, Vikings. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he, he does more with, like, the Vikings, Norse things. The Greek is, like, Sparta and Zeus and all those. Got it. Norse. Yeah. I didn't know. I don't know any of that. I don't think we went over that the when I was thing... in grade school. <laughs> Yeah, I don't remember any of that either. We did go over like Greek gods and even Roman. We didn't even go over that. I think they talked about it a little bit. Oh. I don't know. I don't know about your schooling. I know we talked about it. Like, maybe it was just me because I was a guy, a little boy, and just like, yeah, Greek gods are cool. Yeah. I Only think. reason I know Norse gods now is because God of War, which I learned like everything I needed to know, I feel like. So there you go. You're set up perfectly for this Thor. Yeah, book. except Thor apparently is a really big jerk in, right, everyone hates him in real Norse mythology, but that's a whole nother thing. Um, but okay. Anything else about Thor? Um, he has a hammer. Do hammer. you know? Okay. Do you know what he? He's a god. Do you know yes. what he's the god of? 
War. I'm just kidding. That's... Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Out of Thunder. That's why he has the lightning and stuff. And well, you've seen Ragnarok, right? Or not Ragnarok. Um, Infinity War. Yeah. So you've seen him shoot like lightning. Yeah. You know he flies. He's really strong. Yeah. He's kind of like that. Those are his main powers. We'll just go with that. Um, currently, right now, he doesn't have Molnir. I hope I'm saying that right. That's his hammer. Oh, okay. Okay, he doesn't have it. He's been deemed unworthy to hold the hammer. Ooh, so what yeah. has he been up to? It's a good question. <laughs> I haven't read him. But I, uh, <laughs> probably a lot. But now they're revamping him and they kind of pushed him back into the main scope of things. Uh, he has an axe, the axe that he used in Infinity War that he made at the end and, and hits Thanos with. That's the axe he's using right now. Um, and also, which I had to actually go back and look at, he is missing an arm. Thor? Yeah. Oh. So his arm is cut from like half of a bicep In these down. new comics. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Currently now Thor has, has one arm and his other arm is made out of Uru, which is what the hammer that he had before was made out of. A really strong arm, uh, has an axe, no hammer. Okay. Okay. He's unworthy. Also, um, Asgard, where he lives, was blown up. So now they're in old Asgard. Okay. Is where he lives. Got it. That's about as best of a background that I can give you for what I know. Okay. Cool. I think that could work. Perfect. Right now, starting with issue one, this is the very first issue of the new Thor with Jason Aaron writing. Um, the storyline that we're going is God of Thunder Reborn, what the main one is called. Um, there's a big war going on right now. Um, you haven't seen the movie. Um, Malekith is the Dark Elf King. Just take that for face value. He was in the second movie, but he's just, he's literally a Dark Elf King. That's all you need to know. He's trying to start a war between all ten realms. So all the realms that exist in Norse mythology, there's Asgard, there's Niflheim, Muspelheim. There's basically, there's Earth as Midgard, so we all fit into this big scope of Norse mythology, and he's trying to put all of them to war. Uh, like I said, Thor doesn't have his hammer. Has his axe, has a metal arm. He's currently on a mission right now to return all the missing ancient weapons back to Asgard. Okay. Again, take it for face value. I don't know much about it. We're just running with it. Cool. Cool. Let's run. Yeah. He's starting right now, or the first one that he's going off that we start off with, he's on, um, he's in Midgard, and he's looking for the Warlock's Eye. This is what his first one that he's going, where we're introduced in. Unfortunately, where he ends up at, and who has the Warlock's Eye, is Juggernaut. Do you remember Juggernaut? Yes. Yes, from Deadpool it's 2. from Deadpool. Perfect. We like Deadpool. Yeah, fun fact. Did you know that was Ryan Reynolds that was playing him? Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm pretty sure you told me that. Probably did. Um, but he has to fight Juggernaut. Juggernaut, wherever he's at, or not wherever he's at, um, is like really powered, is really super powerful. So he's like 10 times stronger than he used to be. Thor's going to fight him anyways and goes to take him on with the axe and it like shatters immediately on his head. Like, just goes to hit him and just immediately breaks. Um, so he calls, he does what anything, or you would normally do, uh, in any situation that your axe breaks. He calls his dwarf friend, or his troll friend, uh, named Screwbeard. 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 How was that spelled? It's pronounced Screwbeard. <laughs> and spelled Screwbeard. Exactly <laughs> how you would think it's spelled. 
Oh, and good. he calls for him basically just in the air and is like, hey, Screwbeard, like, throw me another hammer. And he's like, all right. And he's this, this, this team of dwarves and trolls that are currently working to make as many weapons as they can for Thor because he doesn't have his hammer. Thor is really not, he's a good fighter, but he's not as good a fighter without his hammer. He needs like a weapon, just always has one, just kind of needs one. So they just like, he's like, okay, we'll send you a hammer. Which one do you want? And Thor's like, I'm fighting the damn juggernaut here. And he's like 10 times power before, send me all the weapons. So it immediately rains down like 50 hammers. And he's just flying through hammer, bam, breaks, uh, axe, uh, breaks, swords, bah, breaks, hammer, duh. And there's all different shapes. So nothing's Nothing like... is working. And <laughs> Juggernaut is literally just beating him to a pulp. Like just wrecking on him, throws him off like a cliff and he gets beat up. And then he grabs like this solid gold hammer, it looks like. And he has like a cool like Jay-Z moment. And the only reason I say GZ is because he literally has a line in there that says, allow me to introduce myself. <laughs> and he goes, my name is Thor, like on the next page, really big. And it was really cool because he was just like, allow me to introduce myself. Bam. And just like wrecks Juggernaut. As soon as he wrecks And you him, read it like oh, I read Jay-Z's I, voice. I read it specifically in Jay-Z's voice. <laughs> my name is Hove. H to the OV is how it went off. And he just wrecks him right at that moment. Takes the Warlock's eye goes back home to Asgard, old Asgard. He's talking to, you haven't seen the movies. Oh, okay, you've seen uh, Infinity War. Do you remember Heimdall? It was at the very beginning. He is Idris Elba, so he's played by, and he sends the Hulk off back to oh, Earth. Oh, yes. That's him. Got it. Thor's best friend. He takes him back to him. He's talking to Heimdall. He also goes to talk to, he just talks to him about the Bifrost. The Bifrost is a really big bridge that allows Asgard to travel between realms. It's currently broken, just shattered, which is a really big deal because they can't travel anywhere. And he's like, hey, like, how are we any closer? And Heimdall's like, no, like, there's too many pieces shattered everywhere. We're trying to get everything as best as we can, but can't. Just a side note to that, what I think is going to come up later is that Heimdall doesn't ha Heimdall's big thing is he's the gatekeeper of Asgard. Keeps it safe. He doesn't allow anyone in, anyone out that's not supposed to. He has these special eyes that allow him to see anywhere across the universe at any time. So you can keep track of anybody, see anybody. He does not have his eyes. And I probably going to be very important later. Okay? Yeah. Just remember that I'll for remember that. any time in the future. Oh, mark it. Perfect. On the quiz. In my No, I don't want to do a quiz. <laughs> Odin, he talks to Odin, kind of just talks about just the, sta the state of things. He seems really salty with him. Again, don't really know what's going on with that, but he's mad. Uh, he talks to Jane Foster, who, as I briefly mentioned, was the old Thor, was the woman Thor. Oh, before yeah. Before Thor was. She's dying of cancer, but she's doing okay now because she's getting therapy. Uh, and he also talks to Freya, who's his mom. Uh, he talks to Freya about uh, Loki. Uh, Loki literally stabbed his mom in the back. So, but she's like kind of willing to forgive him, but... Thor just hates Loki. It's not so much like the movies where he's kind of like, hey, we're, you know, we can get along. He really hates Loki. But their relationship's never been good. No, no yeah. not really. They've always been, it's, it's been a love-hate. They'll use each other when they need to, and right. they don't really care for each other after that. Um, so, Thor gets pissed after talking to his mom, because his mom's like, you need, to, you need to give Loki another chance. Like, he's, he's just who he is. Like, you can't help it type of deal. Um, but Thor's like, no, I'm pissed off. I need something to hit. Uh, I need to go after another weapon. So he does. He goes after the Gem of Infinite Suns, uh, just to leave some stress. 
He ends up battling um, Namor. I don't know if you know who that is. No. Okay, he's his, his Namor sometimes goes by the Submariner. They hate each other. They've always hated each other. He's Aquaman, basically, for um, Marvel. Marvel. Yeah, he's the Marvel version. I don't think he's as cool, but he's a really, he's kind of pompous. He's like old school, like dictator type guy, really cocky. Um, he ends up fighting him, and he's like, bro, I'm just trying to get this gem of infinite suns. He finds it in a shark's belly and takes it from the sea, because Namor's basically king of the sea, does not let anyone mess with it. Takes the shark, and it's like, yo, I'm pulling this gem of infinite suns out, and I'm going home. Takes the shark, takes the gem home. Kind of weird. Uh, Thor has a goat, okay, in Norse mythology. That sounds a really weird way to bring up in a comic, but he has a goat. Um, his... Do they draw the goat? Yes. yes. <laughs> this is like a very beautiful-looking goat. I'm going to make a petition to start putting that goat in the movies. To put the goat yeah. in the movie. I'm, I'm, I wonder if they've mentioned it at all, but he for sure has, he has two goats, actually. Oh. There's only one that they show, but he has two. But they're not like friendly goats. They're oh. like war goats. Okay. Yeah. War goats. They, That's they a like, really weird thing They like say. carry his chariot. They're, I believe their names are, of course, like in Norse runes, which is the language that they write in. But I believe their names translate to Tooth Grinder and Tooth Nasher. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Also, there's a talking dog. Weird. And his name is Thori. <laughs> okay. Loki, long story short, he gets this dog that's a dog of hell. Literally a dog of hell. Like, one of the hellhounds. He names it Thori because he doesn't like him, and Thori, like, doesn't... He just likes to kill things, so he's like, you know, what's a good name? Thori. He, he now is um, Thor's pet. So he has a goat and a dog. Cool. Okay. He feeds the shark to the dog, and the dog just eats it up and is like the happiest thing in the world. Ooh. Yeah, just a giant shark, and he just eats it. Which is weird because the shark comes up later, but that's a, that's, we'll get to that. Um, when he gets back to his, he literally has a ship is what he's living in, like a tiny boat in the middle of the ocean, or like on this dock in, in the ocean. And Loki's there, and Thor gets pissed because he drank all his beer. It actually happened. Uh, he starts fighting Thor. I shouldn't say fighting, because Loki doesn't fight back. He starts, like, beating up Loki, and Loki's just messing with him, basically. Loki makes a proposition that says, I can help you end the war. I came to you because we can end this war of all the realms, and I can help you uh, travel to the different realms, because he can't do that right now with um, the Bifrost broken, how he was talking to Heimdall earlier. Following? Yeah. Perfect. Loki says, I want something in return. But since I'm Loki, I'm not going to tell you what I want in return. So he tries to send Thor off to a different realm. He says, go along. I'll tell you what I, I'll tell you what I want later. Just, he's like, he tries to send him along um, without agreeing. He says, you're just going to go. And Thor grabs him and just drags him along for the ride. And Loki's like, no, no, no. Like, what are you doing? Like, this isn't good. End of the issue. Bum 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 moment. They end up in Niflheim. I know that makes no sense to you, but that's basically what hell would be if it was all ice. Ooh. So very, very cold, all ice everywhere. But they see familiar faces because they land in front of Balder, who is Thor and Loki's brother. And Scourge. Oh, they have another brother? There's a lot of brothers. Oh. There's a lot of family. Got okay. It. And that comes up a lot. That's just Norse mythology. Not so much Thor, it's just Norse mythology. Got it. Baldur, they're, related, they're all related. Uh, his brother Scourge, the executioner, is with them. And he's like, brother, I haven't seen you forever. 
Niflheim is, of course, the place where dead, so they're dead. But they're alive because it's Niflheim, and they don't believe in, like, that's their hell. Okay? That's the dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun. That's my cue. Yeah. So, we'll just connect right into the next issue. Uh, Thor number two. Um, this one's called Odinson Boys Ride Again. So the issue starts with these two voices that are on this train. And it's like this crazy train that's on fire, like traveling through Niflheim. So it's in the same place. All ice. Niflheim. Niflheim. Cool name, right? They have a lot of cool names. What's the origin? Of Niflheim? No, like, is that Ger- it's German? Norse. It's Norse. So it's, I, I think it's just Norse. I don't think it's from anywhere. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the, oh man, I know it probably does come from where, but it's the Norse mythology, and the Niflheim is what it's, what it's everything is Heim, for the most part. Oh, okay. Niflheim, Helheim, Muspelheim. Uh... Sorry if I sound super uneducated. No, it's okay, I sound uneducated too, because I don't know where it came from. But I know it's from Norse, so I believe like Icelandic and all those like Norwegian-ish type, type countries, I believe those are the ones that where it's originally orig- originated from, but it's all runes, and that's how they're spelled out. So yeah. That's where it comes from. So they're on the Queen of Cinder's train. That's the Queen of Muspelheim. Muspelheim is hell if everything was on fire. So the exact <laughs> opposite of where they're at. But the Queen's there, which is odd. Okay. Is she on fire? Yes, she is. And she comes up later, but she's actually gets a good guess because she's literally on fire all the time. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. So um, but that's where it starts off with these two people talking on the train about trying to return home. And, like, soon enough, they'll be home. Okay? Um, Thor and Loki, back to them. They're talking with Balder. Loki, of course, is the one that sent them to Niflheim. So, basically, he killed them. And now they're dead. And it's all their fault. But Balder Loki. and them are such great guys. They're like, you know what? Whatever. We hate you. But... We'll let you tag along because you're with Thor and we love Thor. They're like talking about just, hey, we shouldn't be in the open because we're in the middle of the open of hell, basically. And cinderpedes is what they call them, uh, which is basically centipedes, giant, giant centipedes that are on fire. Because they're from Muspelheim, yeah. And just huge, huge attack them, get ambushed. So they're like, oh, God, now we got to fight. Thor and Loki, Loki's like, come on, we got to, we got to go. And Thor's like, well, I'm not leaving my boat. Like, well, what do you mean you're not leaving your boat? Like, we got we to gotta take your boat with us. Or we say, we say, what do you mean you're not leaving? Like, we have to leave it here. Like, there's nothing important. And Thor's like, this is all that I have. Like, you can't not let me take my boat. So he's like, fine. He uses a spell, makes it fly. So now the boat's just flying along. Oh, just, I imagine no. them, like, all carrying the boat through the just fire. Just, like, while they're fighting. <laughs> through the fire of or Ice, ice one. Wrong one. Oh, okay, ice. But yeah, just, like, carrying, like, a, a giant boat on their shoulders. But they probably could. <laughs> But it's really funny because he makes it fly and Thor is like, okay, like I don't trust you to drive this thing. You can make it fly, but I don't trust you to drive it. So he says, hey, the goat, I don't know how to pronounce his name. I'm not even going to try, but uh, Tooth Grinder, he says, hey, grab the wheel, you steer. And he says, (laughs) I'm going to take Thori, who loves to kill things because he's a hellhound, and we're going to go kill these centipedes. And Loki is literally sitting in the corner. Like, behind the goat, like, I can't believe he let the goat drive. Like, why does he try? I can drive. Like, the goat probably just... And the goat's just, like, gripping the steering wheel oh of the boat gosh, in his I'll mouth. Just... The artwork. That is so funny. Yeah, and it's, 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 what's funny, too, is it's really, it's really nicely drawn. Like, the artwork's really nice. It's almost like, um, 
like a watercolor, like how everything's drawn. And it's just this beautiful goat driving this flying boat with Loki in the corner That's pouting. Funny. Everything's going great. The murdering is going well. Thor is ripping up things. Actual Thor is ripping up things and just destroying everything still with the gold hammer. And then like this huge rocket launcher goes off. Okay. And we see that it's Carnilla and Tyr. It's two new people. Carnilla is the queen of Norm. Another place. And Tyr is also Thor's brother and Baldur's and Loki's. And he's the god of war. Cool? Cool. And they're there to stop Cinder, who's the queen of Muspelheim, who they were talking about with the fire train. The fire girl. Yes. They were there to stop her in hell because she is trying to start a, she's trying to gather an army in hell in Niflheim. Loki, of course, is not stoked to see all his dead siblings because he has some way in shape or form has been the one that's killed him. Or at least How helped rude. out in some way. Yeah, it's, it's Loki, so it's, it's what you'd expect. But they start talking about that they got to get to safety. We can't let Cinder do what she's going to do. Meanwhile, of course, we cut, as typical comic style, we're going to cut to Cinder. She's having a secret meeting with all the chief leaders of the realm. So she has, like, the Draugrs there. She has uh, the assassins there. They're all just there just talking hey we're going to join together balder the guy they just they ran to at the very beginning he's currently the king of hell they want to the queen of muspelheim wants to overthrow him so he's no longer the king and they have the strongest army in hell basically an army of like undead soldiers right mm -hmm. uh, some of them don't believe him or not don't believe him but refuse to join up they're like no like there's no way we can win this um and she literally burns him alive just Oh, gone, dead. And the other one that there's another guy that refuses, and they literally chop his head off. The king of the Draugrs is gets his head straight chopped off, and they're like, "Well, does anyone else not agree?" Nope. Good. Now we're gonna rule hell. Cut back to the Odin crew, and they're all discussing just this plan of action of what they should do. Um, they know that the queen is having this meeting, that secret meeting they just had, but no one knows where it's at, so they can't really do anything with it. On top of that, while they're making all their plans, no one trusts Loki to be there. But Thor is like, no, I'm going to vouch for him for this time because we made a pact that he's going to get me back to safety and help me end this war as long as I complete this mission. So he's like, they're like, all right, whatever. Again, we trust Thor. Don't trust anyone else. So we'll do it. And of course, Thor threatens to kill him if he doesn't go. So, you know, you extra, know, extra security. Throw that out there. Yeah, yeah, just your brother. It's whatever. It's cool. Not like they're gods or anything, and you probably will come back to life again for the <laughs> millionth time. And uh, they, they realize, or not realize, but the Carnilla and Tyr bring it to everyone's attention that they know of a secret weapon that is getting brought in by the queen the, on that train, right? Connecting the dots, because at the beginning we had the people. Okay, cool, cool. Um, getting hauled in by this train, they agree to stop the train and take whatever weapon is on it, and they're going to use it against her. What could go wrong? Nothing. Nothing at all. So they ambush this train, a really big train. Uh, Carnilla and uh, it's Carnilla and Balder, I believe, who ride up on the side of it and are like, "Hey, look at us! Like we're driving along the train. We're gonna ambush you guys." So everyone on the train is focused on that. In the middle of this bridge that the train's riding on, Thor put a hammer there. The dwarves and trolls that he had from the beginning, Screwbeard, made him a, a hammer that explodes. Puts it on the middle Ooh. of there. Hammer just explodes. While this is happening, Loki's like, hey, just an FYI, I don't know if we should trust Tyr. 
just because he's been down here for so long, his way of thinking might not be for the people that are alive. He's been dead for so long, like, I don't know if we can trust him. He is the god of war, so... And Thor's like, Loki, shut up, okay? You're Loki, I'm not believing you. So, train comes crashing down after the bomb, goes straight into the river, gets distinguished, and they jump down. And they're like, hell, there's a cage down there that looks like that they're holding the weapon. And Loki's like, a cage? What does it need a cage for to hold a weapon? You know, like, it's a, put a gun in a cage? Right. So they dive down there. And there's a really big, like, shadow coming up in the water. And then the dun-dun-dun moment pops up. It's Hela and Fenris. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I can tell by your stunned yeah. face, right? Super stunned. <laughs> Hela was the former queen of hell before Baldur took over. Okay. Okay. Fenris. They have all these characters again. Why do again. all these characters come out? Because they're they're books? reintroducing, and this is how comics goes. They're always they're always around. Oh. This is the supporting cast. This is this is how it happens. They introduce they have the main characters, and they all have their supporting cast for this story, this book. That's going to be the supporting cast for this one, right? The Flash one is kind of a one off because there's usually not that many. But yeah, so Hela, former queen of hell, uh, she, we'll, we'll get to that in a second, she was with Fenris, who was a giant wolf, huge, like 40 feet tall, this is where it gets weird, they're brother and sister, the wolf and the, and Hela, uh-huh. they are also Loki's kids, okay. that they had in the, that they were born in the future, uh-huh. but they live now, Okay. Okay. So it's really interesting because now we're going to have three people probably fighting for the throne. Also with that, to throw more the stuff on top of it. Yeah, literally that's a, like probably all of Norse mythology. You can probably nutshell it into that. Uh, Tyr, as Loki said, uh, joins on Hela's side and Thor is actually last seen held in Fenris's the wolf's mouth, unconscious. And Tyr's on, on top of the wolf like, ha ha ha, we got you. And that's the big dun-dun-dun, because we have dun, no dun, idea dun, where dun. that's going to go. But what do you think of that one? Was it too confusing? No, I just, I don't know about Thor. It's just something about him. It doesn't really excite me. Is it the mythology behind it? Like Probably. All the history stuff? Yeah. So do you prefer, would you prefer something more like futuristic? Or would you prefer something more down-to-earth? Uh, probably more down-to-earth. Okay. That's good, because the next book, the last book that we're going to do for today, is... The last one. The last one. Dun, dun, dun. Are you tired now, ready to go to sleep? <laughs> I'm tired. The, and I'm not even really talking, and I'm tired. <laughs> we'll talk more, then you'll be even more tired. <laughs> uh, this one's Detective Comics. This one has had a really long run. Unfortunately, we didn't get to do any of the former run, just because this is a perfect starting on point. The last run uh, was super good or the, the whole series was they had a bunch of story arcs but it was really good but these guys are all down to earth it's a team of batman so batman obviously has the justice league as a team right and this is his team in gotham so it's entirely centralized in gotham is this team we don't know where it's going far we'll get to that but before it was this this team of bat related people like red robin was there um Black Bat, who was going by this name, Orphan, was there. It was, this, it was a real down-to-earth type team. Um, this one is a new, it's a whole new writer, whole new author, a whole new, the kind of the refresh that we're going for. Um, it's written by Brian Hill, 
who's kind of done, he's done some other things in the past. He was writing, um, I think most recently, he was writing Wildstorm before this. Michael Cray was the book that he was writing. But that was probably the biggest thing that he's done, or one of the bigger things that he's done. Um, and he started this new book, uh, obviously Detective Comics. The first issue, the first story that it's going to be is On the Outside. That's what it's called. Um, and this issue actually acts as a really good just introduction to where we're going to be going with it and how the team is going to form itself. So it starts with an interview with one of Batman's biggest fans on YouTube. Yep. Oh. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, but it's, it start, it's, it's funny, though, because there's a guy that I follow on YouTube and on Twitter. He does, also does podcasts and stuff. His name's Comic Storian. But the guy that they, that they drew in the book looks like how he looked like a couple months ago. Oh. And it literally looks exactly like him. And he even tweeted, he's like, oh my God, that's me. <laughs> it's like, he's like, I don't care what anyone says. If they confirm it or deny it, that's 100% me, that's which I would 100% do in that same situation. That's so funny. But it, it's this interview, they're on TV. And it's this guy and he's talking about how he's the biggest Batman fan in the world. And it's on YouTube because don't want to take the same copyrights, right? So they're on YouTube there. Oh, YouTube. V I E W. That's so funny. Yeah, and uh, so it's we skip to a week later, just talking about how big of a fan he is, how many views he has, how amazing it would be to meet Batman. He's a hero. Um, skip to a week later. Uh, Signal is this guy's name. He is kind of Batman's newest, not Robin, but kind of a sidekick, and. He, what's different about him compared to like Robin and the other ones is he fights primarily in the daytime. Batman and everyone kind of operates at night generally. Ooh, so it's like they always have somebody. Yeah, and that and that's kind of the premise of this book is like everyone kind of questions like how does Batman do all of these things at once? But with a team, it's not as bad as right makes it look. So Signal is his name's Duke Thomas is his name. He, it was a long origin story. We'll try to summarize it in two seconds, like a couple sentences. He had this group um, called the Robins. Um, they were called We Are Robin was the book. He was the leader of these Robins. And he eventually straight off started doing his own thing. He wanted to do more. He wanted to be better. Batman actually kind of, not enlisted him, but kind of chose him as like, hey, if you put in the hard work, if you put in the dedication, I can make you a better, better hero, better person, everything. He joins along Batman's team. Batman gives him the... Or I shouldn't even say Batman. I believe someone else gives him the, the nickname. But then he becomes Signal. But he wears, like, um, the same Batman um, insignias and stuff. But right. he's bright yellow because he fights in the daytime and not uh, anyone else. There's a picture if you want to see what he looks like. But that's kind of his background. So he jumps up. He finds that the guy on YouTube, or YouTube, I should say, in the apartment complex, like, tied up, and he's like trying to help him he's like don't worry i'm gonna help you out and this mysterious guy pops up with like this crazy mask and he says you're making him weaker and then blows up the apartment with the kid inside Ooh, signal flies out crashes into a car after the bomb explodes and he wakes up like dazed and confused with alfred tending his wounds which is always a constant that of alfred fixing everybody but he's just like he was just knocked out and just roughed um and he's just like hey did the kid make it did, did he make it alive like Tell me he's okay. And they're like, no, that he didn't make it. But I, I need you to relax. I need you to calm down because I, I need to, I need to get you fixed. Um, Batman is there, right over his shoulder, and he's like, hey, um, Alfred's like, hey, I found this this drive. It's like a data drive or something like in his suit. And he's like, oh, you think it's for Batman? And he's like, 
Or he's like, you think it's for, for me, for Batman? He's like, well, that's usually how it ends up, so probably. So he's like, all right, do a scan on it. Uh, make sure it's safe. If it's safe, get back to me. Just let me know. So he walks outside. Um, Martian Manhunter pops up, and they haven't released anything else with this of what's going on. Um, you know Martian Manhunter? Yes. Big green guy. It's a Martian. Yes. Um, Would have never guessed that. Yeah, he's he's right now, he's kind of like the... I'm basically the quote-unquote, not leader, but kind of dictates what the Justice League should be doing at the time. And he comes down to talk to Batman, and um, he has this kind of awkward conversation that, like, Batman's kind of pushing him away. Like, he's like, hey, we need to talk about this. We need to do this. He's like, eh, well, we'll get to that later. Like, I'm doing stuff now. Like, we need to do the plan as according to plan. But they don't give any info about it. And uh, Bruce tells him that he wants to enlist Black Lightning, uh, Jefferson Pierce, into his team. And Man Martian Manhunter acknowledges it like, oh yeah, we think he'd be a great fit for the Justice League too. And Batman's like, no, I want him on this team. And then like just leaves. It's like, okay, he's Batman, so he gets to do that. Martian Manhunter flies off. So we cut to Black Lightning in Metropolis. Do you know who Black Lightning is? No. Okay. That I don't know. He is, I think, either the first or second black superhero that DC Comics ever did. He was kind of old, like the 70s, I think is when he Ooh. came out. Um... He was born, uh, I guess, depending on the origin story, but he was born with the power to con manipulate and control lightning, which is pretty cool. Right. In the daytime, he's an English teacher. And he works... Oh. Yeah, interesting, right? Yeah. And he works in Metropolis, but he doesn't work in the nice part of Metropolis. When you think Metropolis, you think, like, oh, beautiful city, shining lights, dancing, yeah, music, you know, yeah. good times, because Superman's there, you know? Yeah. Supergirl's here, everyone's here. He works in this place called Suicide Slum. Oh. Which, as you can imagine, is terrible. Yeah. So he works out of the school there. He helps kind of the at-risk kids and kind of just puts them on the right path. But he takes it very seriously, just like he does being Black Lightning. And as Black Lightning, he's currently kind of just sparring off with this guy who has a, taken a girl's hostage. And in the background, he's giving like this really, not uh, long, but this really nice monologue and speech about being a teacher to a guy that he's hiring. And he's like, you need to be willing to do like whatever it takes. You're always putting your kids first. Like you need to be ready to be like spitting up and chewed out. Like this is going to put you through a world of hurt emotionally, physically. Like you got to put in 80 hours, like just kind of going through like what he really is as a person, as a character before hiring this guy. It was a nice like way to show like development rather than being like, yeah, this guy is, like, really honorable, you know? Right. It was cool to show, like, that he was doing it in action. He gives, uh, he takes out the guy. Everything's okay for the most part. Batman shows up, like, it's a dark room. He's, like, working on, like, electrical vert, bolt and currency, like, formulas, like, to try to make his suit better. And Batman just, like, pops up, like, out of nowhere, just in the blackness. And he's like, you know, like, uh, did, you, did you get that problem solved? And he's like, well, I'm an English teacher, so no. And he's like, but I'm trying to. And then Batman uh, basically confronts him and says, like, hey, I want you to lead a new team in Gotham. I want you to move to Gotham. I want you to be the leader. He's like, I already have the people in place that are going to work under you, that are going to be the recruits, but I need someone to lead them. And he's like, look, I, he's like, it's like even after everything that's happened in an old issue, bad stuff happened, it's like, do you still want me to do this? And he's like, I don't need someone that's going to be successful every time. That's not realistic. So I want someone to know that when they've failed, there's a time to recorrect and there's, a, some, there's still hope and like a progress that you can make. And then just to be Batman, he's like, oh, yeah, you're doing your formula wrong. If you do this and this, you'll actually make your suit more efficient and lighter and 
more powerful. Okay, bye. I'm gonna go. Smart ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and just takes off because he's Batman and just flies away. But oh, also, what was weird with that whole thing? He mentions Batman mentions Bruce Wayne in like a third person kind of way. So I don't think Black Lightning knows who Bruce is, which is weird because normally I feel like for the most part anyone in the loop like that knows who knows. Yeah. Yeah. But the way he brought it up was like, Bruce Wayne owes me a favor, so I contacted him and did this. And it was like, uh, so he doesn't know. So that was interesting. I don't, I'm sure that'll come up later. Um, Alfred calls him. Batman's back in Gotham. He's like, hey, that data drive that was there, it's clean. There's no bad stuff on it, but uh, it's an audio file. He's like, I don't know if you want to listen to it. Like, it could be really bad. Batman's like, nope, play it. You'd hear it. I want to. I want to see what's going on. So two things are going on. Batman's like taking out these people who robbed a car, or robbed a bank, and they're shooting out with cops. While he's doing that, it's literally being narrated by this guy, or the audio file. And the villain states to Batman that karma is coming to save him. That um, just like Batman saved him in the past, he's going to save him now in the future. But he's upset that he's just been passing his logo and his brand and who he is on to lesser people and lesser heroes. He says, you're, he says, you're just spreading yourself out. You're not being the best Batman you can be. Um, and nobody else deserves it except you. Like, you, no one else can be Batman. Like, you are the Batman. But on top of that, not only does he know, like, kind of a history of all of that, but he knows who Batman is as Bruce Wayne. So, like, he was not good because it's some random villain and stranger that knows who he is but knows him deeply mm -hmm. and they've done similar stuff like this with other stories but generally not well i guess it is kind of a stranger at the point but usually when it's someone like this it's someone that's worked with them really closely in the path so i'm interested to see where they're going to take yeah. how they know they could take like a like they did it before with the red hood who used to be a robin which is really interesting because batman was really close with him but then sometimes they do it with like i just figured out you're a bruce wayne or or someone that we kind of knew each other. So it's, it's, I'm interested to see where it's going to go, but it leaves a lot of opening for it. Part two of the dun-dun-dun, because dun, dun, that was the first part, we cut to Cassandra Kane. Don't know if you've ever heard that name. No. Uh, she is probably top two or three best fighters in the entire DC universe. Who's number one? Uh, probably Lady Shiva. Oh. Yeah. I don't know who that is. Yeah. yeah. They both are, like, ridiculous fighters. Cassandra Kane uh, used to be Black Bat. She's going by a name Orphan now, which I hope she changes because I don't like that name. <laughs> just because you that, don't like it. Well, I mean, does, does Orphan strike fear into your heart? Like, I am Orphan. I was like, well, that's I mean, sad. for some people it might. But I mean, like, Black Bat just sounds so much better. You know? I don't like that name either. You don't like that one? Oh, at least that, okay, whatever. <laughs> Cassandra Kane. um... As a actually a really tragic backstory. She was raised at a young age to be an assassin and a killer. But with that, no one ever let her talk. The only way she learned like vocal, or not even vocal, but the only way she learned to communicate was either by sign language or body movements. And they did this on purpose so that she could anticipate people's emotions and feelings and what they're going to do next, all based off body movement. Which is why she's such a great fighter, because her first language isn't talking. It's analyzing people's bodies, which sounds crazy, but it's pretty cool. The psychologist in me wants to say something about that, but we're say just something. Go. What are you gonna say? No. A lot, oh. a lot of a lot of Batman's villains could be very interesting to psychological like thinking. Yeah, I know you want to say something. <laughs> I saying... mean, it's not positive, but just keep going. 
It's not a positive thing. Is it like that? That it couldn't be true. Yeah, like it, it like it couldn't have been true. But it's fine. It's right. a comic book. All right. Well, whatever. Then we'll <laughs> leave that where it's at. Then. Anyways, we'll cut that off. But she's a good fighter. Let's put it that way. Doesn't say much. Says a few words. She calls Alfred and is like, "Hey, I want to help out Duke. I know he's in trouble." And so she's like, I'm "Gonna go and get on her motorcycle." Karma, the bad guy, blows up her bicycle or her motorcycle. And is like standing on top of like this car and pointing a gun at her and literally says the same thing that you're making him weaker. And then that's where it cuts off. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. And so now we get to see, I, I'm really interested to see who, who it's going to be because of course it, they might not even reveal it. Maybe they'll just leave it as a guy that just happens to know Batman. But I'm interested to see where they're going to take it. And I'm also interested to see what they're going to do with the rest of the team because my favorite Robin, Red Robin, uh, Tim Drake, was in the former story and i really really hope really really hope that he's in this story again because they went really long without him and then he came back and like everything just hit the fan and now they don't have like a book out for him so i'm hoping he comes we're back we're stretching back. we're praying yeah i th- I, th- I think he will because i don't know where else they would put him unless they did like a whole nother team book or something um but yeah so that one should be really good that first issue was a solid introduction I'm sure you're stoked because that was the last book for the week. That was it. That was, a, that was it. Could you believe that was only three stories we did? Not, it wasn't really three stories. We did like six. Okay. We, we, we did maybe like, seven or eight. We did like seven issues, but it was three stories. So yeah, I guess it was kind of a full week, but it was a lot of background. A lot of background. A lot of information. You, yeah. And you're ready for the quiz? I'm not doing any <laughs> quiz. So. Okay, fine. We'll save the quiz for another time then. For never. For never? Fine. Fine, fine, fine. But that was this week's books. Uh, next week um, will be a really big week, unfortunately, with a lot of backstory. That won't be that much. A lot of them are pretty short. The only one that will be a lot of backstory will be Justice League and the Avengers. But those ones are really fun. So uh, we'll get to do a bunch next week. We'll probably do Justice League, Batman, uh, Deathstroke. Catwoman has a new book coming out. Um, Avengers, Captain America, Deadpool. And then if we have time, we'll do Green Arrow and Nightwing. Cool? Sounds good. Perfect. That was it. So you guys can look forward to the next podcast here. Probably coming out on Sunday as well as this one. Um, Hopefully, uh, we'll we'll probably be around the same length. This one looks like we're clocking it a little over probably an hour and a half, hour 20. But um, hope you guys enjoyed it, and uh, we'll see you next week.